Welcome to House Common Blood, where strangers are family. Every episode may contain graphic content, such as copious amounts of blood, unnecessary cursing, death of all ages, infantile to immortal, fantasy drug use, nice nudity, and perhaps mentions of sex and sound effects of various qualities. Cannot stress enough that this is mature content with adult themes. You have been warned. Light him if you got him. I need to ask everyone, did anyone feel happy to see a new life born into the world? Sierra was happy that she did a good job and it was a healthy baby. I want you to take four points of charisma drain as you do feel this happiness inside of you. It quickly leaves one of the objectives that we have to accomplish is opening up a supply route. How do you intend to do so when we're trapped in here? If there was a disease here, trade wouldn't go through. People wouldn't want to come through at all. Why don't we work together? We can be free from this. I'm going to try to send the message. Things are looking bad. See if it's time for me to take a shot. Just let me have the child, and I will be on my way. You will not make a cure for this town. I think you already know my response. Eddie, that, that baby ain't right. You know, she's been pregnant four times this month. Is that normal? No, man. No. But he just keeps coming back. Every time. I do not know if it's me or something else, but that baby is growing quite fast. I don't want to be the person to say it, but are we going to have to do things? I preserve all of life. Good or bad. My hands are not meant for slaying. My hands are meant for healing. The tail of Juliet nudges your gun. And in the distance, you see... You have Sigurd the Goliath, Reese the Ogre, and you have Elzar, the man in the armor. Elzar seems the most intelligent of the three of them. He has a bow, an arrow, the arrows that he has. The tips become on fire, and you see it trained. You see the shack. Her hands, she's got something red around them. I do not think you understand what is happening. Get me the other Eddie. To bring him here, we have a problem. So I want her to, to attempt to warn them, but while she's attempting to warn she's going to get in the path of those arrows. And once it thuds, we see like a crackle from the arrowhead. You all hear a small boom. This, like, never gets any easier, does it, Eddie? Honestly, stuff like this, like... I wish I could just, like, forget, you know? Like, Smokey Eddie enveloped the entirety of her body, travels into her nose and open mouth, blocks all of her airways, and sits and waits. Welcome to House Common Blood. My name's Gray, and I have my players with me today. Nita, introduce yourself. Uh, Wolf? 
Uh, Nita here. I play Aluya Allblack, uh, the human cleric sorcerer. Wow. Interesting. How about you give me a fat beat, Moo? Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop. Yeah, my name is Moo, and I play Seer, who is our fire genasi artificer. Beep, boop, beep, boop. I'll keep it going on. All right, hold on. Let me move my mic away. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. No. No, no. John, you know, what the fuck? What's up with you? Again, that's not my name. Atticus Billingsley. I'm JD. I play Atticus Billingsley, and he is a ranger human-ish. Human adjacent. All right. That's everybody. Didn't forget single person. I think I got all the important people out of the way. All right. Mega, the fuck are you playing? <laughs> Hello, my name is Mega, and I play Eddie, the Otter Boy Triton, as well as his best friend Eddie. Yes, excellent, excellent. I tell you guys my classes, but uh, too many, too many. Yes, we had a crazy fucking session yesterday, all revolving around taking care of a young baby. It was very adorable, and honestly, a good simulation of what it's like to be a parent. Uh, Louia, how close is it? To be an actual parent. Think of it like there's a zombie horde coming at you and there's like more tastier options to eat, but they only want you. Just you. All the time. It never stops. That is terrifyingly a well-described thing since I work with a lot of children that are like running around. They only came for me. (laughs) Just not 24-7 though, right? 24-7. 365. 365. All we're really missing is the constant breast pain. <laughs> All right. So in the last session, you guys went to your drug dealer shack. You guys dealt with uh, Sigurd trying to take your baby. Told him to go away. He left. You guys took the child after a lot of difficulty and hand cutting. And uh, ended up at the estate where you guys tied up a young child, a toddler, Really messed up. I can't believe you guys. And as it grew up, um, the basement started to flood with uh, black slime and water. And uh, yeah, you guys dealt with that by throwing a young puppy in there. And uh, Mega saw fit to uh, kill a poor, defenseless, invalid woman. Um, Yeah, that was very bad. I I can't believe you. So in all seriousness, starting off where we left off, Omega, you did your dirty business. What was everyone else doing? I, if memory serves me right, were the the rest of the party in the basement, like uh, talking to the bhikkhu? I mean, we figured out that they don't like being fixed with healing magic. Oh, yes, for uh, the slime. That is correct. Yes. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys have that written down somewhere. All right. If, if you read my notes, you will see this. I don't know what you're talking about. I would hate it if Gray was like, deletes it. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like watching him do it too. Gray's been secretly editing our notes all along. Oh yeah, here and there. Puts every single every sentence. Gray is great. Gray daddy. <laughs> but yes, uh, let's start off with uh, the crew. Like uh, we'll say that you guys are in the basement and uh, free plays at the moment. Uh, what does everyone besides Mega want to do? 
Like, is this just for the moment, or are we doing the thing where you pick what you do for the day? Oh, fuck no. You, this is for the moment. Okay. Like, uh, this isn't down uh, downtime. Uh, free play, I'm just saying, do what the hell you guys want to do. I am going to check if the same thing occurs if you heal the blood that has little black droplets in it. Ew. So you're expending the spell slot for this? I mean, picture? I could. And- I would have preferred since you uh, you expended you expended a spell slot on the little slime that you had. Uh, you want to do it again and test it out? You could expend another spell slot. Actually, you know what? Maybe that I'm not going to do that because I actually want to see if it affects the blood long term. Mm, okay. Because uh, then if it does, then I could get rid of it. All right. Um, I don't have the ring, so do you want to use it for yourself so you don't waste it? You still have the ring. I actually traded the ring out. Oh, I could do that every day. My ring was the last item, my first item I, you know, infused. Mm-hmm. That's how I got Rascal. It's because I basically unattuned and got rid of the ring to get Rascal. Gotcha. What a little Rascal. So basically, though, it's like, I'm actually going to use my time ultimately to work on the cure a bit more because I want to make more since I already cured the whole party. Mm hmm. And now I want to make a cure for long term. So basically for a lot of people. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, did, did I say say that you had a gallon or a barrel of this? Um, Technically for the first batch, a gallon. But the first okay. batch is always the smallest batch. Yeah. So I said it looks like it says four gallons for the cure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's because of how much your alchemy jug could uh, produce rum for. Yes. Correct. That sounds about right. So... And basically, it if I make more of the cure, you want me to make more of it just to the, give it to the town, and mm. I'll fix one problem we have with the town. Uh, that I, I have to know, like, uh, where are your infusions right now? They are currently the alchemy jug. Mm-hmm. They are the homunculus servant mm-hmm. and Nita's bag of holding. Okay, yes, correct. Yeah. So once you guys see a villain, you're gonna stuff them in the fucking bag, then you're gonna rip it, right? No. <laughs> no, we're going to find a second bag and create a nuke. <laughs> All right. While I do the cure research, mm. they're also going to be checking on themselves because they still feel funny. Mm. They don't feel as happy. They don't feel as sad. They don't feel as shocked. They don't feel as much to the world. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you're feeling symptoms of apathy. All right. Snip yeah. It. All right. And- so... Yeah, so I know what you're doing for uh, the morning. We already know what Mega is preoccupied with in the morning. Then I have to ask uh, John, or I should say Atticus and Aluya, what what are you guys doing for the morning? Um, Some light torture of this guy. Okay, I'm down for that. Um, Aluya, what are, what are you doing? Are you assisting him? Probably not. Uh, let him do his own thing. I was feeling like... Uh, something really for me to do unless steer wants me for some guidance i'm just kind of gonna step outside kind of get some air <laughs> all right that's good um i actually want to know specifically aluya you step outside and if you zoom in to our map you are in the big building within the walls are you do you know what i'm talking about right next to the little eye right there yes okay so you walk outside you see like elven servants still doing their due diligence, their 
doing their chores for the day. You see them uh, messing with the stable. You see them like uh, messing around with like uh, crates of food. And through it all, something doesn't feel right to you. Are you going to be staying within this uh, purple district or are you going to be exploring a bit? I'm going to stay close uh, in case I am needed, but Mm -hmm. I'm kind of just getting some air and people watching. People watching. Uh, Make me a perception check. Okay. 20? Okay. Yes. Um, So, like I pointed out before, each district is shades of the color of the district. So, uh, the blue district has shades of blue everywhere. Red district has shades of red everywhere. Purple district doesn't really have color anymore. So, it really makes it pop when you see beyond the gates, you see a figure just glowing slightly in blue waiting before the gates. Other than that, uh, you do see that the, the servants have a uh, bit of a stick up their ass, so to say. They're a little stiff. They're moving carefully about. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, before I move on, uh, Sierra, what the hell do you mean? Next day or same day? Um, oh, I was just double checking if we're have we just went to the next day just now, or it's still the same day when, you know, Eddie and I... I made the cure and gave to everybody and Eddie, you know, um, peacefully ending the woman's life. Um, it should be the same day as that. Uh, the way I imagine the time frame is you guys came home with the baby. Uh, you, you and Nita stayed up all night and this is the morning after where Eddie did his thing. That's just what I wanted to check. Yeah. Thank you. So we yeah, still no have problem. our exhaustion. Okay. Yes, you do. Just as a reminder, Aluia and Seer both suffer from exhaustion. I have to re-roll my perception check, right? Uh, for what? What are you trying to perceive? Don't I have disadvantage? Yes. I'm not trying to jip you, that's why. It feels like you jipped me already. Well, never mind, because I rolled the same thing, so there's that. Yeah, so you, you best be staying on top of that girl. <laughs> yeah, I'll only allow this once, but if it happens again, so help me God. Oh no. We're ending the session. We're never playing again. It's all your fault. All right. Wait, why would I help you? <laughs> um, but yes, um, let's move on to a bit of torture. Um, Atticus, you're in the basement. We hear the plinking and drops of water onto the ground. And we have the Biku on uh, the stretching board is the best way I can call the uh, torture device. And on a chair is Samuel. What do you do? So I'm gonna open up my poisoner's kit, and um, I want to find that blue flower from Batman, the one that makes you see fears. What the fuck are you talking about? Do you know that blue flower that he grinds up and then Scarecrow uses to make everyone see their worst fear? Okay, yes. Okay, I'm following you now. Yeah, I want that thing. Do I have that? Okay. Um, depends. Uh, you have a poisoner's kit? I do. Uh, do you have 50 gold? I do. Fuck it. Um, for this uh, specifically, I actually do want you to make an ability check. If you fail, you just make a basic poison. If uh, you roll high enough, I'll allow you to make a fear. So what would this be? Like wisdom with my tool proficiency? Um, That sounds about right for making a poison. So I'll roll wisdom and then add four to that. So that's a 23. 23? Yeah, that exceeds what I need. Um... Just give me one second since you gave me a fucking curveball. I'm going to see what the hell's available to us. 
because God knows I didn't have a fear poison in my uh, uh, prep for today. I mean, that's not my fault. You should have seen this coming. <laughs> yeah, should have been prepared for everything, man. All right, real quick for my notes. Uh, yep. Eddie, what were you doing? I haven't done anything since the session began. Okay. Yeah, I told him he was a bad boy and he's taking time out until he learns better. Understood. We only kill orphans in this group. So. And the, and the fact that he broke that rule makes me ashamed of being his DM. You should know better. Okay. Let me hold on to your damn horses. There we go. Yeah, you know what? I think uh, what I'm going to do is you're going to be making a variant on uh, the truth serum with the additional effect of making your target uh, uh, frightened. Have in general chat. Uh, truth serum, a cre- uh, it's an uh, ingested poison. A creature subjected to this poison must succeed on DC 11 constitution saving throw or become poisoned for one hour. The poison creature cannot knowingly speak a lie as if they're under the effects of a zone of truth spell. Um, additionally, with this, we can add on that... Uh, that they suffer for uh, uh, frightened for the same duration. So I'm gonna. Well, go in detail, like of how you're making this, since you made me find this fucking thing. <laughs> so I believe that it's kind of a mixture of um, he's like digging through the bag, pulling out these plants and stuff that he's kind of aware of what they do, and um, finally pulls out the blue flower and you know starts grinding it up, and then he has a. Juliet come over and she gives him a few drops of venom mm. that he's kind of like mixing it all together um, and as he crushes up a few other herbs and stuff in there he um, you know like a little bit of paprika and dill to make it you know smell pretty good uh, he pulls up this little vial of kind of mostly clear but a little hint of like a bluish purple how to kiss what are you doing <laughs> You see him giggling to himself. <laughs> hmm. Now, which one of you... He's walking in front of each one because like, they're next to each other, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, yeah, you can easily walk in front of both of them. Which one can I get the most from? And you just see the Biku sneer at you. Because, again, he doesn't have a tongue. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. This guy is more fun to torture. <laughs> and I'm going to give it to the noble. All right. Um, I'm going to give him disadvantage on his uh, uh, save just because he's been torturing him. Yeah, he, he fails with nat five. Um, describe it. Paint the picture. So I feel like he's trying to act tough at first because he's, you know, he's held up pretty well, surprisingly well for being just kind of a, a fancy boy. Hmm. And Atticus is usually pretty good at this, so he's he's done pretty well, but Atticus has had enough, so he's like tries to fight it at first, but then you can see like his eyes start to widen as it kind of the fear takes over. Mm. Alright. And yeah, he is just shaking, he's convulsing. What do you ask him? So you've already told me that my cousin is in town and is causing a lot of this. I need to know what his situation is. You told me he was in the tent. Now, where in the tent? How many people? And why? What is he doing? Okay. So here's what I'm gonna do is uh, with a threshold uh, 
with, with the DC 10, each time you ask a question, I'm going to see if he tries to just not respond to it. But this is going to be a, an effort from his part. And remember, he's poisoned and frightened, so he has disadvantage. Yeah, so I'll keep that in mind. So what was the first uh, question? Let's break these up. Um, so where are the guys in the tent? Okay, where's the guys in the tent? Yeah. So we'll start off with that one. With the three, you just see him, like, his nails biting into uh, uh, the armrest of the chair. And he just says, In the center of the labyrinth. And second question was about the goons. Goons, how many people? Yeah, and, like, what they're like. With the nat one, he uh, says to you, Butcher, Obiku, Hags. And he tries biting his tongue a little bit. Circus, entertainers, sword swallower. And you see like a little bit of blood going down his lip. Genasi, lots and lots of Genasi. Mm-hmm. He always liked to party. Um, and then the last question of these three was, uh, what's he doing? What's he doing? I don't know. Mm. And then I feel like Juliet's going to start growling and moving in just to make sure he doesn't know anything. Mm -hmm. And you see that it looks like he's been kept in the dark about any kind of uh, actual plans. It seems like he's more of a, a cog in the machine, so to speak. Yes, I could see why he wouldn't trust you um i'll go see if the others have any questions for you oh gods and he's just like he, he's melting in his chair practically uh, practically from how much it hurts to try to hold back i'm gonna put my hand on the shoulder because i can see it's getting to be overwhelming and i don't want him to pass out and i'm just gonna calm him down just a little bit mm-hmm all right. And um, as I do that, you can kind of see the, the fear subside a little bit just from a single touch. Mm. And uh, I'm going to go see if anyone else wants to ask him any questions. Okay. I think this is a good time. We know what Nita's been doing this morning. We know what Moo's been doing this morning. We know what Atticus has been doing this morning. Uh, Eddie, uh, start us off with uh, noon. So morning's ending. We're getting towards noon. Uh, what is Eddie up to at this point? So, yeah, I think like after Eddie just like, because I feel like there was like a, a brief moment where Eddie was just like standing in the middle of the hallway, just staring blankly <laughs> and then remember what he was going to do and uh, goes to look for Seer. Mm, and you find her with ease. She's working on her uh, antidote, her uh, cure. So, hey, little dude. <laughs> It's good to see you, Eddie. How can I help you? Hey, do you have, like, any more of that, like, medicine stuff? I think I might. I... Oh, sorry, I'm out of my mind a bit, but I have a lot of materials that I can work with. I'd always make more things. Why do you ask? Well, like, I was hoping to, like, give some to Eddie. Do you think Eddie needs it? I I don't think he would need it, but I 
could have always extra. But like, wasn't he the one that gave it to us in the first place? If I remember correctly, yes. If you're talking about the young child. Who else would I be talking about? I... Never mind. <laughs> Such an asshole. I, I, I'm making a lot more, though, so if you wish to take some, please do. Just be aware that it is alcoholic, so if you give it to a child, don't give them a hide mount. And I could come join you, but I, I like to prioritize making this so that I can have a long rest and not worry about having to being weary from the constant working. Oh, no worries, my dude. I can, like, do it myself. When Eddie and I are together, we're always chill, man. I'm glad to hear that, but I will say this, Eddie. Definitely watch your steps when you walk out. It seems in our short time here, we just already seen so many strange things. I would recommend either A, you go and make it quick, or take a Luya, because I think Atticus and I will be okay here. Atticus seems to be able to contain what horrors of this house or land is with their ideas, and I am not going to be traveling too far. Uh, but wasn't, like, Aluya up all night, too? Even so, I would take them regardless, because, well, it's just that I think traveling in twos will make it so that we're less likely to be separated and having issues. I know this because... I was chased by the creature we have in the basement by myself. Would have been nice to have a companion that could help me aid my way out, but, well, <laughs> I didn't have that luxury. So, well, if you really think it's the best, then pause for a moment. All right, before I forget, could one of you, like, check on the girl while we're gone? Just so Street that knows someone's looking after her? I can do that. I... I think I'm the best equipped for helping out the sick. So I'll take a look to them in a moment. I just want to finish this bit and let it boil. And then while it boils, I can just make my way over and keep an eye on them. Right on. Thanks, my bra. <laughs> All right. Seer wa wanders and then wonders, what's a bra? <laughs> yeah. And we zoom into her face as she contemplates that. Um... Atticus, I think at this time, uh, you can start grabbing people if you need to, like, uh, get more questions. Uh, the, uh, guest is, or I guess, I guess technically he's our host, uh, is feeling talkative now. Does anyone have anything they'd like to ask him? Is he carrying? Fortunately, I don't think so. We've searched him already. I guess that's fine. I already have enough. Uh, everyone else could pipe in at this moment. Because I'm just going to say that Atticus has been going around talk to everyone individually. I would only ask one thing is... Well, now that we know something's off with the slime around all over the area, maybe he might know more things about them. If you want to ask them, Atticus, I think that might be the best choice of... Or course of action. Poor phrasing. Um, I would ask him, how did he get roped up into all that's happening and why? What's what's his part in all this? Mm. That reminds me of the f another question I want to ask, which is, how do we leave? Yeah. Very good. I will inquire. Okay. 
So you're going to, uh, Seer, you're going to be working on your, uh, your tonic, your medicine. Atticus, you're going to be torturing. And, uh, Mega, you're going to pair up with Luya to deliver some medicine. Yep. All right, let's focus on Luya and Mega for a moment. So you guys group together. You guys go towards the gate. And you see a elven man with a gaudy hat. A large plume of a feather. It's nice and uh, let's say yellow. A lot of his clothes is just yellow. You see him in a doublet. You see that he wears a cloak that is just slinked around his shoulders and covers his hands. He has a beautiful face, although covered with white makeup, and he has a big red nose. Now, I need to ask you guys specifically, do you go past the gate to go outside? We'd have to, right? To get to the other uh, orphanetti? Yes, because where you'd need to go is you need to go past the gates in the purple district through the uh, blue district to uh, where the Heartland uh, uh, Center is for uh, orphans and all that. Now, I think at this point, um, before we get to that, Mega Aluya, make me perception checks and insight checks. Okay. Disadvantage for Aluya. Yes. That's my perception. You said insight? Yep, insight as well. I'm just going to tick this off. Mm-hmm. Nine perception and eight insight. Mm-hmm. All right. So with uh, a nine and an eight for perception, then an eight and a 15 for insight. Eddie, um, looking at this person, it looks like their skin is slightly melted and they have a blue luminescence to their skin. As you're going along, actually, as you approach the gate, Eddie stops you. Now, the question is, Aluya, do you keep going forward when Eddie stops? No, I would stop too. Okay. Eddie stands before you, Mega, and he just holds a hand. That's it. Uh, sorry, you said, like, Eddie holds... Holds up a hand, a flat hand, just to motion a stop. So, what's up, Eddie? And you see Eddie is, I would say he would motion towards the gate, then motion towards the man. Oh, you're like, you're like saying we should say hello first? Like, again, I'm imagining him as, uh, in this particular instance, as a dark reflection of yourself, just pure black. He holds up his arm and you see tendrils come out, snapping the air. Uh, tendrils, you said? Yes, tendrils. Oh, I, are you saying he's bad news? Mm, nods his head, but specifically points towards the gate and keeps snapping at the air with his tendril-like arm. Is there by chance another way to get around? He shrugs his shoulder. <laughs> well, I guess if, like, that spot's a no-go because of him, it only makes sense that, like, we ask him to, like, stop whatever he's doing? Or maybe not engage. I'm down for this. <laughs> if you want to initiate, you can go right ahead. How far are we from the gate and uh, where we're standing? I'm going to give you guys about 60 feet. I'm going to go back. If, mm-hmm. um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back. Okay. Uh, <laughs> go back where? <laughs> go back further. Uh... I'm going to go back, uh, like, 80 feet. Okay. 
I'm gonna pass <laughs> message on the elf and ask him, what do you want? Why are you here? And he just says to you, you know, it's not polite. Come, come. No, thank you. Just answer the question. <laughs> Eddie's just confused, like 60 feet away from that guy, but then 80 feet away from Aluya, just like <laughs> confused about what's happening. <laughs> You know, I prefer to talk with my mouth. But isn't it so much better this way? Like, I heard there's a sickness going around. What if you have it? I don't want it. Now, don't be scared. I don't bite. Shake my hand. That's not how the germs work. What are germs? I'm gonna message Eddie. Eddie! <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust this man. He doesn't know what germs are. He won't engage unless we go to meet him in person. The last thing he did say was out loud. He just yelled it over to you. It's like, I, I like to talk with my mouth. Like, I do too. <laughs> we have something in common. I will message again. Here are your options. You talk this way or I find a bird or something and note like a, a rock and I chuck it your way. With the note. And he just starts rubbing his forehead. I really do like to make this difficult, don't you? I, I think it's like I like to be safe. Oh, you are plenty safe in there. Just come over here and shake my hand. I'm gonna ignore him. <laughs> <laughs> and message <laughs> Eddie, the stranger wants me to touch his hand. I don't think it's a good idea. Maybe we could find another way and ignore him. Like, have you tried just like, maybe instead of shaking his hand, just like, pulling out a stick? I'll tell you what, Eddie. You send Eddie and see what he wants. But like, wouldn't it be easier just to like, talk face to face? I don't think so. I Listen, if you need help with your little legs, I will get you over the wall. And we go another way. I mean, like, I think I can, like, do that already. It's just, I don't know, a lot more, a lot more trouble. <laughs> My dude, make a choice. I am not going near that man. <laughs> All right. And, uh, Eddie, uh, what do you do? Just, like, uh, <laughs> just confused at this point by, like, uh, by conflicting ideals for this interaction. Mm. Just, like, it senses... Like, uh, senses, uh, actually, no, he's just gonna shout over to Leah. I'm gonna, like, go on ahead, okay? All right, I've got your back. From 80 feet away. <laughs> In which case, uh, Eddie's going to look over to Eddie. It's like, you mind just, like, send, sending me over the wall like you usually do? If I can't walk through it? <laughs> okay. So, you're gonna teleport on top of the wall, then, like, um, to the other side of the wall? Is essentially. Yeah, I need to know in detail. So, like, uh, basically, unless there's some sort of a weird hesitation with uh, Eddie itself. So... Yeah, there is. I I'm, I will give you that. Yes, there there is a weird hesitation. So, like, basically, does it look like he's about to go do it, but then stops, or just, like, just stays there? <laughs> it, it looks like he was about to do it, then stops. Just, like, Eddie blinks for a moment. Oh, you don't usually do that. 
You think poofing might be bad too? And a tendril comes out from his hand and snaps at you from Echo Eddie's uh, uh, forearm. Well, like, I really want to deliver this medicine, so... <laughs> I guess I'm just gonna, like, go say hello to that one guy and maybe it'll go away. <laughs> Alright. And you just see him tapping his foot impatiently. As Eddie just, like, as Eddie walks up. Well, at least we don't have to, like, shout anymore. Yes, it, it is quite better just to speak mano y mano. And he holds out a hand, and he is, like, uh, ten feet away from uh, the front of the gate. Come, shake my hand. What's a mono? Man to man. Thanks on it. Well, I guess I am a man now. Aaliyah's gonna move cautiously. She'll be 20 feet from from Eddie. Some fresh faces in town. Excellent. Where have you come from? From the ocean. From the ocean? Hmm. Cups his chin a little bit. From the ocean, you say? How so? By boat? Uh, I... Yeah. Normally I like swimming in the ocean, but... Like, it's really hard to, like, you know, travel real far without needing to fall asleep and stop swimming, you know? More like, everything going okay over there? Has he magicked you to become his pet? <laughs> My word. Oh, uh, I wasn't allowed to have any pets. Yes, you see. He puts his hands behind his back and looks around at the walls and says... Do you mind explaining what you're doing in my district? Just like tilts his head. Your district? Yes. And he waves his hand around where you guys are. I I find it rather rude that you come in here and you haven't even said hello. Not even so much as a greeting. And in fact, we've had to play this game of just messenger back and forth. Oh yeah, like I used to play Sending Stone when I was a kid. The I was taught about this. What he's doing is called deflecting. Don't fall for it. <laughs> How can you deflect without a shield, though? Oh my goodness, Eddie. Just use... Get other Eddie, please. But he's right here. <laughs> <laughs> Just like gestures over beside him where Smokey Eddie is. Yeah, it, yes, this is quite rude. And... You won't even shake my hand. Come on, come outside the gate and shake a man's hand. Oh, wait, now I'm confused. Is is he on the other side of the gate or is he on the, the same side. side of the gate? No, he is on the other side of the gate. He is not. Okay, I okay, I wasn't particularly clear on that. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that's my bad. Yeah, so just to reiterate, just to paint the picture, we got two sides of the gate. On the outside in the blue district is uh, this fellow and on uh, inside the walls in this purple district is both Aluya and Eddie. And he is asking for you to come outside and shake his hand. I think Eddie would just be honest. It's like, I, I would, my bra, but like, Eddie says I shouldn't. Eddie? Who in the blazes is Eddie? Gestures over to the pile of, of <laughs> the, the vaguely humanoid smoke. That's Eddie. Eddie's like... My best friend. And he just stares at your Echo Knight and clicks his tongue. Devilish thing. Yes. I don't think that I would see that. Hmm. That, that begs the question, though. Uh, excuse me. Are you with the Hayes family? It's like a uh, tilt his head. 
Like, like, yeah? How did you know? Ah, yes, of course. I've, no, I've, I've talking to your, your father, your grandfather, so on and so forth, yes. I recognize Eddie, yes. Just critical eye, he just sneers a bit. That being said, since I'm such good friends with your family, why don't you just come a bit closer? Oh, really? Like, like, what's your name? I feel like if, like, if, like, you knew my dad or something, like, I think he would have mentioned you, right? It's quite rude for a guest not to introduce themselves first. All right, then I'm like, Eddie. And you? What do you mean, mean? Uh, my name is, uh, Janet. <laughs> Janet Jackson. <laughs> Well, Janet Jackson, I don't appreciate yelling so far just to talk to someone. I'm gonna go closer and uh, gently put my hand on Eddie and kind of whisper, Are you sure you want to do this? I I don't want to be around him, but I don't want you to get hurt, so please be careful. Janet Jackson and Eddie Hayes. Yes. Can't say I'm familiar with the Jackson lineage, but... Yes, I know the haze. My name is Thimreth. Thimreth Exultria. A pleasure to make your acquaintance. I'm the leader in charge of this fair town. Oh, so you're like mayor? I think that's the word. Yes, you can call me a mayor, yes. But wait, wasn't there a duke? Was. There was a duke. We have a clown now. I don't see how that's beneficial to the town. Yes, it wasn't quite the best leader, but he really does bring in the mood, so to speak. So what's your deal, Mayor? What do you want? What do I want? I want to speak to you. We are speaking right now, are we not? You see me, I see you, you have mouth, I have mouth, we exchange words. We're good where we are, what do you want? This town is a clusterfuck. <laughs> well... Let me make it very clear. I'm not too happy with your recent activities as of late. And I would politely like to ask you to get the fuck out of my town. What's a recent activities? You mean trying to find a cure for your gross town? I couldn't give two shits about this disease you speak of. No, I'm more concerned about this emotions towards the purple district. Whatever you're doing... Quit it and leave. How do you know that we did it? Maybe one of your people did it and they're trying to pin it on us. <laughs> Make me a deception with <laughs> disadvantage. <Damn it>. <laughs> <laughs> disadvantage with 16, huh? That's actually impressive, all things considered. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, no, he's he's not buying it. He, he looks towards you, then towards Eddie. Since you've entered my fair town, uh, quite a few strange things have been happening. This, and again motions towards the district, being the biggest one. The city does work on lights, you know, and it is quite painful to have such dark nights. You're taking my citizens' light away, and I don't appreciate it. You are worried about the lights, but not your citizens dying from a disease. I I have not heard of any sort of disease that you speak of. My my town is happy. We are very happy here. Well, okay. Well, there's this little boy named Eddie. He's an orphan. You should really shake his hand then. 
Oh, ask any noble to shake the hands of orphans. We'd be here all day. Or maybe give him a hug. I don't know. High five. And why should I care about some nobody orphan? You don't know. He might be good for you. Oh, really? Listen, why don't you come across the gate? Why are you so intent on us crossing over? Insight check. Yeah. Damn you, exhaustion. <laughs> this is fun. It's almost like it's the worst condition in the game. <laughs> you fucking serious. Jesus. Yeah, no. Um, so when you say, why don't you come across? Uh, you see him stiffen a little bit and the arm, like his arms behind his back. And you got a pretty good idea of why he's not going across the gate. It's because he can't. You don't know why, but for some reason he can't. I'm just going to whisper to Eddie. I do not think he can cross the gate. I think with the lights off, it's a weird thing in this town. He can't come over. I feel like there's like a, a moment where he like slowly blinks, but but there does seem but his eyes do seem to like open up just a little bit in like understanding. It's like oh, and then looks over to Eddie. <laughs> All right, I think I get it now. If you would like us to leave so bad, how do we get out? Because clearly we cannot. Well, let me make it simple for you. And you see that the road kind of, like, moves. You see it shift. You see the rocks of this mosaic uh, stone road. And each one begins to glow, leading to the gate to uh, the north. Or if we're to use uh, the map that we have right here, that'd be uh, the gate to the northeast. He says to you plainly, you walk out the gate and you don't come back. That's it. Leave. You have no business in this town. Just like that? Just like that. You go. You don't come back. And what happens to everyone here? He just gives you a crooked smile. Why? Everyone stays happy. They're clearly not happy. Oh, what would you know? I would know a lot, actually. Hmm. I'm growing quite impatient. Whatever comrades you have in this town, whatever allies you have, gather them all up and get the hell out of my town. Well, you know what? You're being quite hostile for a host. So maybe we shut off all the lights and, you know, you can go fuck yourself. How's that? Well, that's really good. Make me a perception check. Wow, I rolled the same thing twice. Fantastic. Nice. 18. That's really good. <laughs> No, that's wrong. That's wrong. It's a. It's just a eight. I don't know why it doubled up. It's an eight. Oh, it's an eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that the same thing with last? One? No. Okay. No. No, I have to re uh, redo my uh, my D and D Beyond. Yeah. So uh, as you're saying that, you you just see like him glow a little bit more blue, and you missed out on what's happening around him, but around you guys, you see. Like, uh, before the gate, you see a giant blue tentacle raised from the ground and whip towards the wall, cracking it as it just slushes into a puddle after the hit, and he just takes a few breaths. I don't appreciate the words you're using towards me, child. You do not know the position you're in, and I am being very benevolent by offering the rats a way out of my fair city. But, like, there aren't any rats here. This is no city. This is a prison. Yeah. 
I like that. Um, so I kind of want to shift focus back to Atticus. Atticus, you're doing your torture. Let's uh, go over those questions. Tell me, what have you noticed with the slave behaviors? How were you able to control them earlier? And why have they left this section of town? Damn. He just says to you, after rolling a 19, just to keep his mouth shut, he just doesn't say anything. He just bites his lip. Juliet's going to put her two paws on his shoulders from behind, and he just feels her drool dripping on his head. Must I ask you again? Thimreth gives us all a ring. We can ask for help when we need it. I don't know how it works, but all I know is if I'm in trouble, I just need to be a little happy. Force myself to feel happy, and it comes to help me. That's all I know. How did you get associated with my cousin, and why did you put up with him? Isn't it obvious? Either... Either we're with them or we're against them, and no one can leave. I'm sorry. I prefer to be on the side that wins. No one can leave, you say? No one. I believe my friend said he saw someone enter through the gate. What? And he looks genuinely confused. What are you talking about? No, nothing living can go past the gate. Where do you get supplies from? And looks down and... This is a very good question, so I'm going to roll again. Uh, we have... Mm, can't lie. We have some in storage. Where? Mm-hmm. And with that, Juliet's going to dig her claws into his shoulder a little bit. Ah! Uh, uh, the nightclub! The blasted, blasted nightclub! And I suppose you don't know how one would get out if they could. Um, so people can come in, no problem, correct? Yes. What happened with the trade routes? This is a fairly large city. There were probably trade. Why isn't anyone on the outside noticed missing traders and the such? I think the way that he responds to that is, I wouldn't say that their disappearance went unnoticed. They certainly don't leave when they come in. Hmm. Strange. These cities haven't come to shoot down the walls, so to speak. Um... You mentioned hags earlier. Yes, what about them? Where are they? Heartland Homes. Now pretend I'm not from the city and give me an answer I can use. To the south, in the Blue District. And the Genasi, where did they come from? Bites his tongue till it bleeds. This one, I'm gonna need a good intimidation check. Alright, as Juliet Slobber kind of is, is hitting his face, he can feel her hot breath. And this time Atticus is just going to casually pull out his gun and just put it barrel down on the guy's kneecap. Holy shit. <laughs> um, I believe I asked a question. He's, his head is twitching. You see cold sweats going down, but he still bites his lip. And you hear the Biku laughing as he watches this. I'm going to slowly cock the gun. Do it. Do it. <laughs> You said he was working for your boss, so should I listen to him? Do it, if I can pussy. <laughs> what is the... Yeah, um, he is doing his best just not to, just not speaking. He's trying to keep his mouth shut on this topic. Very well. Now I guess he's going to start turning away, 
And as he does, he's going to pull the trigger. <laughs> Shit! You you just hear the gunshot ring out, and Aluya Mega, you can hear that. And I want to imagine, like, the moment we hear the gunshot, we see, like, a shot of the state, and then, like, we see Aluya and Mega with the camera pointed towards the gate to the outside, and we see, at the very end, a smile from Thimreth. Oh, is my family here? I'm sorry, uh, who are you referring to? The shot. Yes. That loud bang. Uh, well, yes, we have a man who has a weird contraption that shoots things. He might be testing it out. Ah, excellent. And we see the tendrils around, like, his feet just get more and more erratic from this. And we cut back to Atticus as we just see, like, Samuel just screaming. Grow up, I mean. Come on. I uh, know, what a fucking pansy. Uh, yeah, I can see what you have to work with here. Um, so we were talking about Genasi. I believe you were telling me everything. This is all I know. I swear to the gods. Had a strange man walk into town. He was an elf. His name was Thimreth. Took control, put our duke in a clown outfit, and started running a circus. We used to have human entertainers in this town, but each one of these clowns, each one of these performers, I know it. I've seen it. They're Genasi. And he's trying his best just to, like, make it through the pain each time he finishes. He's taking large breaths. Uh, clean yourself up. And with that, uh, I'm gonna cast Healing Word and patch his knee. Yeah, and I think at this point, he just knocks out from the pain alone. Even though you healed him, he is just unconscious. and gets shot in the fucking knee. Uh, we'll have to continue this later. Mm-hmm. And as we're walking out, I believe Juliet will just snap at the um, tied-up guy. And um, I'll be like, just keep an eye on him. <laughs> you fucking pissed your pants. <laughs> just see you want the... me to piss on your pants? And you see the Beku just frown at that. Oh, you know you heard me. Juliet, you can do your business there. He wants it. Oh, please kill me. Just end it all. Juliet's <laughs> gonna do that thing like dogs do where they walk around sniffing and then raise up her leg. <laughs> oh, come on. And I think we cut away from that. Uh, Moo. You heard a gunshot. Um, I would even think, like, through one of the windows, you probably see Eddie and Aluya still in the uh, purple district. Like, what have you been up to? Like, uh, you still been making medicine? You want to make a check on that? I mean, honestly, like, I've been making the medicine kind of thing. It's kind of like a slow process, and mm -hmm. they're tired. They worry. But they probably got, like, a little bit woken up by the gunshot and kind of, like, mm -hmm. them looking out the window, looking down and kind of seeing, like, Aluya... 80 feet away from Eddie. I'm joking, but you know. <laughs> um, he, she moved closer. Basically, yeah. you know, looking at them, kind of just standing there, and they're sitting there confused, go like, didn't they leave a while ago? And after hearing the gunshot kind of thing, too, they'll just pause for a moment. And before they go check on what the gunshot was, they're going to check on the safety of the lady. Yeah. Um, I'm actually gonna leave it up to Mega to paint the picture on this one. You can paint it however you want when she opens the door. 
Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think given the the method, <laughs> uh, what she see because like I'm at least imagining that uh, that originally. I mean, like I'm actually I am imagining like uh, it was sort of like a bedridden person style of like being in a bed where it's just like you're you're largely like uh, sitting up. Uh, but I think in in this moment she is still sitting up, but uh, but her head is down and her eyes are closed. And I imagine that it the she doesn't even respond when Seer uh, enters the doorway. Raises their I would like to describe as kind of like their reddish eyebrow, since kind of like matches their hair. Walks towards this lady and kind of like sets herself comfortably in a chair and will assess the lady so basically like do the thing to check if they're awake so you kind of like tap them on the shoulder gently they'll react to that you could then that might make her panic a little bit not like full of blown panic but like uh oh and then she'll check the pulse gently wrapping her hands around this small woman's you know wrist and if I don't feel a pulse from there then she'll go straight for the um, throat to kind of like check if there's a pulse nothing there's no pulse it's all cold or actually no it wouldn't be cold at this point uh with the amount of time that passed um no it'd be uh still warm like she recently passed damn shame so you're kind of like well gently adjust the woman into the bed lying down instead of leaning up give me a perception check sure i'm great at those i got a 13 you hear a slight whining a little bit of a cry was muffled. From the woman or from somewhere else? Yeah, from the woman. Her stomach. Ah. Me above table. Ah. You, you see the stomach moving. Seer is going to... They're sitting there in such a conflict like there are so many things they need to resolve right now. They're still at the gate. I heard a gunshot and now this thing right now. Yeah, classic day in Gray's campaign. <laughs> Alright. Rascal as like the little like mechanical contraption Mm -hmm. and then she'll look and be like fly down to Atticus figure out what he did because I know that's him and then come back to me let me know what he says because you kind of already built with like a little walkie talkie in you I'll know something then bullshit I'm joking I'm joking I was gonna say what the (laughs) fuck technically I could I have tinkers tool I could tinker around Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm a tinkerer. I can make things work. <laughs> Alright, so so the main idea is to send the contraption to Atticus. Am I uh, understanding that right? Correct, to kind of assess, and then they could come back and let me know. But then mm-hmm. they'll, you know, Sierra will just kind of look at me like, and try to gesture them to come over to me so that I can let them know that there's more here. But take your time. Sends off the thing by, you know, like, I'm flicking it on the Metal- metallic butt of it and just making it fly off. Yeah, I was hoping you'd give it a butt slap. <laughs> but it doesn't sound like a pop, it's like a tunk. Alright, so uh, would you like to regroup with Atticus uh, right away? Is that what we're getting here? Do you want me to include the scene with him? Oh, ultimately, like, that might be a good thing to check because then Rascal will kind of like float over. I imagine Atticus would already know that people are going to be investigating. Paint the scene, yeah. Like, Rascal's gonna land onto Atticus's, like, hat or shoulder. Whatever's convenient for him if he's walking back from the stairs. Yeah, imagine Atticus is kind of 
with like a, a cloth, like wiping the little bit of the blood splatter off his face as he's climbing up the stairs and cleaning off his hands as the thing lands on his shoulder. Makes weird noises to make you acknowledge its presence, and then it kind of like does the pointer dog thing where it points into a direction where it wants you to go. Ding! What is it, boy? <laughs> <laughs> Is Timmy in a well? Is he trapped in a well? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, lead, lead the way. And eventually, like, and this is going to be like a quick thing where it just kind of like, instead of just slowly flying off so you can follow, it just zooms off. Kind of like showing like post-haste. Yeah. Luckily, I'm pretty quick, so I can keep up and while still looking casual. <laughs> and while you're like running back up, the door is open, and then you'll see Seer with the woman, kind of just like sitting there. Seer moved her hair away so she wouldn't light the bed on fire. That'd be awkward. Hmm. Please tell me you didn't just shoot someone. Um, I could. I'm gonna have to repair his leg. I hope you realize that if you shot him there, because that might kill him. I took care of it, don't worry. Still gonna look later, but there are two things I need to figure out what's going on. One... Aluia and Eddie are still here, so I'm wondering if something's going on. But two, this woman passed, but the thing inside of her is not passing. Is that, is it time for her to pass? I kind of forget um, how long they last. I didn't assess how they died, but I assume natural causes. They were already out of it when, you know, we had to leave that shack covered in slime. And I say this because, you know, she didn't even react to the pain. And she's still missing a hand. <laughs> I patched it up. And, uh, what is with that? And I'm pointing to the moving stomach. That could possibly be the next toast for the Abiku, but... It could only do that if uh, the other one was dead. That's why I think this is possibly a child that can actually live. So I'm going to help it out, but I want you to know that just because I think it's best to inform Aluya and Eddie about the poor woman's state and investigate what's going on down there. They should have been gone a while ago. Can I see them through the window? Yeah. And can I see who they're talking to? Nope, because he's just beyond the gate. Uh, Where are they going anyway? They were originally going to... Bring the cure to the orphan child. I gave them enough to cure 20 orphan child children. I gave them enough for a college party. <laughs> so I hope you understand that they shouldn't be taking this long at the gates unless they're having a long conversation, but they're not looking at each other. They're looking towards somewhere. All right. I'll uh, go check on them. <clears throat> Let Eddie know, too, that there's another thing alive here, so I will proceed to free it out of it. I don't think I need to worry about keeping the mother safe, though, anymore. Now I can prioritize saving another life. Maybe five medicine checks. Uh, DC will not be as high as before because you don't have to worry about the woman living. Well, also, I just said good luck, so... Yeah, there you go. Let's get that out of the way as Atticus is going down there. With that, actually, I'll, I'll give her some guidance on my way out. I appreciate that. I'll allow one guidance, yeah. All right. Oh, my God. That's a lot of medicine checks. Yep. Give me five. All right. Problem is, too, and this is what makes it really suck. This is at disadvantage. Disadvantage, yep. Oh, and I'm out of my flash of genius. Go ahead. Like, before you do it, do you have any second level spell slots still? No. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, like, this is going to be an uh, uphill battle. Yeah, you should have kept Atticus with you the entire time. Here is the thing, though. I do have the healer feat, which makes me pretty proficient with, like, healer's kit stuff. So I have no I mean, risk. My of- basic note is just, like, uh, maybe wait for somebody to come help you so that it's not at disadvantage. I think that's fair. Then what I will do... I think that would be fair because Sierra is tired maybe before they get started. Hmm. They would assess the situation and then have Rascal follow Atticus because I can have Rascal, you know, be my eyes and ears for a distance of 100 feet like a regular familiar. Hmm. So I could kind of let Rascal know things if I need them to come right away. Hmm. All right. So I'll assess and see how she died and then I'll assess, you know, the whole situation itself and prepare for yet another surgery. Yep. All right. Atticus, paint the scene. You're walking towards the party. I'm kind of walking over uh, and kind of casually. Looks like he's casually walking, but because he's so fast, it's actually like, you know, pretty fast going over. Um, And then he's going to kind of casually work up until when would he notice who they're talking to? I want to imagine like when... when you're 30 feet away from uh, Aluya and Mega. And then he's going to stop and draw his gun. And T just uh, chuckles at you. Is that any way to treat family? You two, get away from him. You don't have to tell me twice. Oh, come on. I, do, I don't bite. Just come outside. Hey, how about you come over here? Make, make an exception then. The fucking sneers at you. <laughs> Oh, you're no fun. Come now. What are you doing here? What? What am I doing here? What are you doing here? This is my town. Last time I checked, this isn't a Billingsley house. Last time I checked, your family has no right here. In fact, a criminal such as yourself, disgracing your family, sees fit to show his face in front of me? Ha! And spits on the ground. Talking about traitors, don't you think that this big of a scene will go unpublished? He just yells back at you. There are great things happening here. It's just a show, but a great party. Well, your show nearly got me killed. Oh. What do you think the houses would have to say about that? Yeah, they wouldn't give two fucks about some d- disgraced piece of shit like yourself. You know... I'm surprised that you even have the goal to call yourself a Billingsley. He just hears the gun cock. <laughs> you don't know where she got it from, but Aaliyah's just sipping her tea. <laughs> Who took oh. my tea? Flashback to the house. Sierra reaches for her tea. It's not there. Uh, um. Oh, quite frightful, showing your gun. Oh, I'm so scared. Look, let me... Make it very clear to you. I don't want you, and he looks towards Eddie. I don't want you, then towards uh, Janet. And I don't want you in this town. Pack up your things and leave. How? Near the gates, you imbecile. Oh, yes, because that would just go fine, wouldn't it? No issues whatsoever. Just leave. Go. Why don't you escort us and... uh Lead the way. This is the gate that I'm speaking about. So it'd be towards the northeast gate. 
and he motions you to come as he starts to walk. I mean, we've got to figure out a way out of here. Let's, should we see what he's going to do for our own needs? I'm just going to go up to his ear. Listen, he will not cross into the gray area. I do not know why. I do not understand, but he will do it. Good to know. Oh, Billingsley, the gate is this way. But you have to pass the first gate first, so would you like to go across the first gate? I will. You will. Alright, you walk through the gate, and I need you to make a dexterity save for me. 17. Let me get this ready. Mm-hmm. Alright, you take half of 27 points of piercing damage as you walk through the gate, and you see blue tendrils begin to writhe at the se- uh, around the gate, and it just, like a spear, just goes through perhaps your leg, maybe uh, your calf. You uh, take a stab. Uh, is just gonna tell Eddie, this is why we did not cross the gate. Does it round up or down? Round down. But yes, you see that these tendrils of blue slime just just jump at you and try uh, attempt to stab you as you uh, try to pass through the gate. The question is, do you walk back or do you keep walking forward? Now, what the fuck was that about? <laughs> oh, come now. It's just a slight cut. Come, come closer. Now I have to ask, within six seconds, do you stay outside or do you go back in? Tickus, think this through. I've got a better idea. I'll step back. Mm-hmm. And I will summon an adorable rabbit. Okay. And I will, like, before I go back, I'll summon the rabbit, set it down, and then step back through the gate and say, how about you take my friend here and um, send him through the gate and let us see how that goes. Okay, just to understand, you made a rabbit. You're on. You're inside the purple district, and you're asking. I'm asking Limit to send this thing through, so I can see if he's legitimate, able to let us leave. Hmm. Okay. Um. So I think he goes up to the gate, and the gate is up. It's just he will not go past the gate. Um. So you set the bunny down, and it hops towards him. Yeah. And it looks very cute. Like, you know how Puss in Boots does that thing with its eyes? It, it's doing that, but all the time. Yeah. You just see him smile. He just snaps his finger in the air, and the bunny goes past the gate unharmed. And he grabs the bunny, goes towards the gate, and the distance between the purple and blue district to uh, the gate that leads outside town is a fair bit. It gets to the point where it's really, really hard to see him, that Atticus has to use his scope to see Thimrath. And he gets to the gate, snaps his finger again, and the bunny hops outside unharmed. So he does have a way to get us out, but it seems to be through snapping his finger. I'm gonna say this, obviously he's far away enough that he probably can't hear us. Well, that... That's a question at hand. Would you like to do an insight check? Yeah. Yeah, go right ahead. Make it with advantage. 15. 15. Not sure if it's high enough, but I think I'll give you this. 
is the moment he snaps his fingers, you feel an influx of emotion. That's it. Like, I feel like I'm getting emotional or that there's a movement of emotional energy. There's a, yeah, there's a movement of emotional energy. It'd be the same feeling you'd get from, uh, you know, watching someone else go through a serious emotion, you know, like if someone's yeah. super happy, you get slightly happy. If someone's super sad, you're kind of sad. It's that kind of dealio. But you can't quite pinpoint what emotion he's using. You'd assume joy. You don't tell me what I assume. Exactly. But then Mareth comes back and says, All joking aside and practical pranks, in the past, I would like you to leave my town and never come back. Yes, but we see we've got other members, so we can't leave without discussing with them first, of course. I'm fine. Go on your way, on your way. And with your passive perception, I think I need to reiterate uh, what Luya saw in greater detail. Uh, she noticed that his skin was slightly melty, or melted, in a sense, and that uh, his skin had a bit of a blue glow. With you, Atticus, watching him walk, it was surreal. It was uh, Silicon Valley, in a sense, where it wasn't quite right with the way he walks. In fact, he walks as if he doesn't have any bones. So it's a bit of a uh, fluid Zoidberg kind of walk, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> um, also, since my rabbit is now on the outside of the gate, I'm going to send it to go um, to our meeting point. It kind of suggests to them that we can't leave, and it's rabbit acting potential. Okay, I, I'm confused. What the fuck? Tell me straight out. What the hell are you trying to achieve here? I want the rabbit to tell the lady that's waiting for us that's going to detonate our collars that we can't leave the city. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's going to take a while, but all right. Um, remind me in the uh, couple. Uh, yeah, I'd say uh, how long would it take? Well, it takes more than an hour. I can't do it. <laughs> it. It would take more than an hour because rendezvous uh, accounted for a week, uh, week's time and travel. So I want this rabbit to go out and befriend the local rabbits outside of the town and then train them to, to relay the message. He becomes king of the rabbits. Yeah. Okay. But yes, he is asking you to leave and you said that you need to bring your other comrades. But it's up to you guys, like, uh, what you're doing. It seems like uh, this guy has a sort of control when he's around. So, killing him would bring some... Might bring some fallout on me. But he's broken many of the rules already, so I think we could probably justify it. But I'm not sure if that would help us get out. What do you think? To Aluya and Eddie... What are you guys talking about over there? <laughs> Just yells from a distance. Speak for you, or you, or you. But your cousin, or whoever this is, he needs to go. Uh, yes, I'm not fond of that house too much, but... I don't think this guy ever came up when we fucked together. I'm sorry, what did you say? Yes, I try not to think about that much. I do not think we should go. I think if we handle the problem with him, things will get better. Oh yes, he he will for sure kill us if we tried to leave 
through his offer. I'm just worried that if we kill him, we may not be able to control the slimes. What I mean, what, I mean, what if he is the one who brought them here? I believe he likely is, but that doesn't mean they'll go away if he's dead. Well, at least he'll be dead and we could get everyone out and let the slimes take over or whatever. Well, like, we don't even know how, like, this place stopped being purple. True. Do you know why? No, and our host didn't either. But we did kill a lot of them here. Maybe we should just go start burning down buildings. Can we not burn down the buildings and just deal with the slime? Seems less fun, but maybe. Speaking of burning down buildings, did that uh, fiery arrow like ever go out? Like, is there a fire raging in the red district right now no no if memory serves me right uh mega said that he actively tried to put out the fire completely okay i didn't know that he played firefighter during that scenario yes and so did Juliet as well yeah but i didn't but you said like it was constantly spurting so i didn't know if when we left it was still spurting no yep okay so so eddie first of all removed the the offending arrow and then he gust of winded the fires away okay I was going to say, like, no, no, there's no chance I'd let you guys get away with that. Well, <laughs> there's not no chance because we have done that in the past. <laughs> um, is like, but with that damage, did we notice a dimming at all of the light in the red? Um, towards that uh, specific house? Yeah, it doesn't really seem all that. Uh, yeah, there's not much of a glow to it. The entire red district is still pretty fucking red, but that specific shack, pretty dim. So it seems like fire and killing slimes does are two things that seem to dim the lights. So if we wanted to achieve this without killing him, because we don't know if that would free us from the slimes, um, let's just trap him in only being able to be one place. Well, like, anyway... Maybe we should, like, talk with Seer, since, like... Oh, yeah, she did have something with the baby or something. Oh, yeah, and, um, that one lady, she's dead, too. Eddie's face falls. What? Yeah, the Karen or whatever. Atticus is being a harsh dude today, isn't he? (laughs) Well, no offense, but your guys' lives are pretty fleeting. He's seen many of these people die. Like, are you sure? Um, I mean, last I saw, Seer was about to cut her open, and I don't think she would, you know, make these mistakes about living and dead and stuff. She seems pretty good at that. Hey, Eddie, mind helping? And, like, almost immediately, like, uh, Smokey Eddie starts, like, zooming off, and then, like, Eddie teleports. (laughs) Yes, poof, poof, poof. (laughs) Atticus, I would like an answer. Oh, he's still here. Are you still here? (laughs) (laughs) Yes! You're in my fucking town. I'm not going to leave you. Get the hell out. I told you, we're gonna talk to the other one. Well, hurry along. I don't have all day. Yes, you do. Why don't you have all day? You control this town. Shouldn't you, like, control everyone's schedule? 
there are more important things at hand I must be attending to rather than... And he just gestures towards you. A couple of rats nibbling on my cheese. I seriously doubt that. I mean, come on. It rolls his eyes at you. Uh, Because I have to tell your mother about this. You leave my mother out of this! (laughs) And then I'm going to start kind of... I'll stick with Aluya, so I'll I'll go at her pace if she's heading back to the... I'm going to... I'm gonna actually wait and make sure that they kind of go ahead of me, and then I'll go. But I want to do something first. Okay. Hold up. So, uh, as I notice them making their way kind of uh, several paces ahead, I'm just gonna stare intently at this guy, and then I'm just gonna uh, bring up some lights, and then I'm gonna snuff them out each slowly one by one, and then I'll go. You see, like... Yeah, uh, imagine, if you will, like a blue tentacle wrapped around him. Not tight, but, you know, a little bit of space around him, just spiraling around his form and like the tentacle just inches closer to the gate. In the moment it touches the gate, like the tip of the blue turns into black sludge and he just clicks his tongue. Can't stay in there forever. I'll be waiting. I just ignore what he says. I snuffed out my lights and I just made my way. <laughs> like a badass. Alright. Um, uh, this time, uh, Seer, I want you to paint the scene. Then, ultimately, when you guys arrive to the top floor where this lady was placed in this room with Seer, Seer would probably already know your guys' approach because Rascal, flying in place like a dragonfly, possibly led you guys to where Seer was. And with heavy footfall, eventually you would see Seer sitting down in this like old chair with her essential tools ready out, her medical kit on the side, open that sprawled out, her dagger set up, maybe some scalpels here and there, a few needles, some of the medications that she might have had, but they're not as effective right now since they're meant for like topical things. And then Seer actually does not look like Seer with a glowy, fiery look, but she actually looks a little bit more, you know, just humanish looking, probably because she's wearing the hat right now, just in case if someone was like coming into the room. And she stares at you guys and going like, oh, did you resolve the things needed? Or is there something wrong? Because I already have to deal with other things. Yes, uh, but it seems like you're doing something, so... Maybe we help you take care of this really quick, and we have a big matter to discuss. That's actually why I sent Atticus over to communicate with you. And I say this just because, well, sadly the woman died. I would be trying to figure out her death, but the problem is priorities change. Something else is moving. Might be another child, though I don't think it is the creature that we have sprawled down in the basement. I think it is possibly a child that could relive its life, but we only can know till we birth it. However, my fatigue has really gotten to me, so you actually came at a good time, all of you. I could assist you somehow. I could guide you, maybe? Many of you can guide, but I actually need gentle hands. Who has dexterous hands? I feel my hands would be a little bit shaky. I'm pretty steady. You'll have to be my hands. I can do the general 
patching up. Now, yeah. I could give other people work. Aluya. Yes. You'll be focusing on actually helping me guide Atticus. So I know you are able to heal a little bit. So you could help me by using your spell guidance and being able to target things. Eddie, you can help me out by, well, in this case, getting ready to grab the baby, if that's all right with you. And this might help. And I'm going to put a um, healing spirit over the the area we're doing it as well. And uh, repair stuff as we're doing it. So, if you're ready, let's commence. Well, apparently we don't have all day, according to my cousin. So let's go ahead. And due to this being actually rather easy, because I would say, like, since we originally had to cut open this woman before to get the, you know, sadly cursed child out. Scars do not heal usually from healing spells. It's actually interesting to think about that. So you can kind of see the same incision scar, doing a nice quick cut on that. So that'll be the first medicine check. So so how do we do the medicine checks? Are you doing the medicine checks and I'm helping or? Yeah, basically you're helping me out directly. Aluya is giving guidance and then Eddie's just there being pretty while he catches a baby. So I think Addy's bonus is at least a plus five, right? Right. You got it. You got it. But ultimately, I'm going to roll medicine. You're helping, so it's a straight roll. And then Aluya basically just makes it so that we get a higher chance. So here we go. Ready? Yeah. Oh, fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> Atticus does not understand these very high technical terms you're using. I'm, I'm going to give you guys this roll. <laughs> As I'm holding on to an inspiration. Oh, God. Because we don't need... Well, make sure they're straight rolls to begin with uh, on your character sheet, Moomin. But uh, the problem is, is that it's... Oh, right. I should get rid... Let me do something. Let me do something. I have exhaustion on, so I, I forgot to cancel it out. Oh, God. You guys are really going all out on this, aren't you? Really easy. Just don't roll below 14 and you're all hunky-dory. Ah, don't look at the screen. Yeah, I'm looking at it. I Stop see it. a six. But anyway, make a... Make a new straight roll. All right, for now, I got rid of the exhaustion. Mm. So that's a straight roll. Okay. So here we go. No, it's not. <laughs> and it's a nine. It's not? Oh, wait, hold no, on. No, it looks like a net 20. No. Uh, what about guidance and uh, everything else that you guys have? I got a 13 with guidance. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have healing spirit going on. Okay. So even if I make a mistake, it at least can patch it up. This is okay. the first cut. Okay. This is, so this is not cut. like the, this is not in the middle. This is like the first okay. entry. All right. 13 on your first roll. Let's have another one. Um, guidance. Yeah. I know you say 18, but it's yeah. 20. 20. All right. So we have 13. We have 20. Give me the next one. I'm going to use my inspiration. No, don't worry. Guidance. Yep. 15. 15. All right. Give me the next one. God, I thought this would be easier, not harder. 22. No, not yet. I'm, I'm rolling guidance. You're, you're making me do this. I'm rolling guidance for all of it. 25. Okay. I believe that's uh, four so far, correct? Correct. All right. Give me the final one. I'm rolling guidance. Don't don't you screw with me. <laughs> 24. All right. Tell me how the delivery goes and tell me what the complication is. Well, I did say the very first beginning thing that they were going to do is do the main cut. Mm-hmm. And it's not as clean as it is. Sadly, 
and I'll even give you the science behind it. When someone dies and you actually cut them up a little bit, they won't just bleed a lot. It's more in a sense that things are kind of like all loose and everything's kind of like letting go a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then in death too, like with rigor mortis, they stiffen up. Rigor mortis is not happening right now. No. But instead, what's happening is that all the vessels just dilated. So it just becomes a bloody mess immediately. Mm. And as this thing bleeds, it covers like Atticus's hand completely because it's kind of like overwhelming with how quick he just cut it. Maybe that's why it's because he cut it too quick. Mm. It's so Sears kind of like balancing it up. But at least Atticus did healing, you know, spirit. And Sears there patching things up with her medical kit. So I'll burn one of my medical kit, you know, charges for this. Also, since Eddie's is pretty much just waiting, uh, it's like uh, uh, Smokey Eddie is actually helping to clean up the bloody mess. Mm. Burning it away, question mark, <laughs> a la prestidigitation. Yeah. Right. So now the advantage of this, too, is like basically after we fix this problem, then it goes smoothly because then it's like Seer, she doesn't panic. She just kind of goes like, all right, you cut too quickly, Atticus. What did I tell you about not jumping ahead of that? Basically kind of like that thing. So after that, she just kind of slowly teaches Atticus how to maneuver around like doing finger dissections as to having to use a knife. They could use their hands to dissect things, which mm-hmm. is a real technique. Kind of like get through it since it's been already, you know, fixed around it. Mm-hmm. Um, getting to... You know, where the child is, basically making a last incision. And then ultimately, after Atticus moves like organs out from that, he could just pull the child straight out. Hmm. Yeah. And then possibly the last medicine check really ultimately is checking the health of the child. We'll get to that. So, well, the child begins to cry. And I kind of want to imagine with uh, Eddie, the Echo Knight, uh, cleaning up uh, the mess and all that, that there's just a moment where. Eddie's eyes just stare at this newborn baby. And similar to how a child is baptized, you know, with uh, on the forehead with a bit of water and shit like that, like Echo Eddie just has a movement towards him, like the child is blessed. And this kid is just crying, you know, eyes squinted, just screaming, but it appears to be a healthy child as you have uh, gotten it out of the womb. Would you like to do a medicine check now? When you say I squinted, like squinted clothes or? Yeah, clothes, like, uh, you know, the crying of a newborn baby. So like we've not, not seen this thing's eyes? Nope, not yet. Although, as a reminder, the last time that this happened, the baby didn't cry at all. Mm. More importantly, when I did check the eyes forcibly, it rolled its eyes backwards. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. I just want to be clarifying that, mm-hmm. and I guess he'll just kind of. He's not comfortable around children. He's not been around them a lot, so he kind of just hands it over. Kind of <laughs> imagine by like holding its leg, handing it over to you. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Eddie was there to catch the baby, as it were. But uh, oh yeah, or whoever's close enough, he's just kind of like passing it off. Not his problem anymore. Congratulations, Atticus. You brought a life to the world. I've got to say, I much prefer taking them from the world. I don't want to hear that, Atticus. Uh, You haven't even heard his darkest thoughts. (laughs) I hope I don't, because it might end up being a terrible decision for me to hear. All right. Can you make me that medicine check, please? Ah! 
Um, Aaliyah, you're helping me out, right? Sure did. You like babies, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, that's debatable, but I will help you. Okay, thank you. Straight roll. Natural 20. <laughs> All right. Where did the baby thermometer come from? <laughs> Pulls it out of, like, behind them and just like, all right, here I go. It's like, where'd you hide that? What do you mean? Pulls out, like, a giant long sword out of nowhere. Turns out that's their magical item. They just pull random objects. Hmm. So as you are going through the motions and you check its eyes, it doesn't try to hide them from you. You were incorrect about this child. You look into the eyes and you see no pupils whatsoever. Now, I want you to make me a history check. 18. You are familiar with a recent phenomenon since the fall of uh, Drogport of people called Graveborn. When people die, they come back to life. And how you tell the difference between a regular person and someone reanimated is that they don't have pupils. And that, unlike traditional undead, they will act like they're alive but go through the stages of decay and as you look into this child's eyes and you hear it whining your heart sinks i'm afraid eddie looking to our lovely triton i'm afraid to tell you that i don't think this child is alive it looks healthy bouncing screaming and crying but the sad truth eddie is that it is a grave born i only have countered these through speaks and tales but not in person well um i don't mean to be rude but i would have thought you of all people would understand that sometimes there can be life beyond death correct but reason why i mentioned this is just because well if you think of how undead operate i'm not sure if this will i don't know how it grows will it stay a baby forever and just slowly become nothing more than bones or will it grow but unable to heal unable to feel it just simply decays i don't know these questions it's just a sad fate for a child but genasi grow i mean genasi are not undead they are a new being and at that moment you hear a second cry seer looking back at the open womb, you see a black sludge within the woman. We really need to burn her or something. <laughs> you have terrible timing, Atticus. I mean, this is just going to keep <laughs> happening. <laughs> like... I'm aware, but I say this is just because that woman just isn't any normal woman. It's someone's love. It's someone's child. We do have to take care of the threat, but have some courtesy, as you should know, Mr. Noble. Yes, from my experience, uh, a lot of people don't deserve that much respect. I would have thought you would have seen the horrors. I much prefer being around your kind than theirs. I hope then you understand what you're signing up for. But regardless, Eddie, I'm not going to determine the fate of this child for i don't know answers of whether or not it will go to the side of evil or simply just live a normal life 
but I can let you decide for, well, if it does have something, it might be able to be the th our solution to stopping the Epiku from coming. If there is no host, and the host is already occupied, it cannot jump. I might actually collect some of the slime, though, for... I might do more research with it to see its weaknesses besides that, and see if it relates with the other slimes all over the, the entire city. Do you interact whatsoever with the slime inside of the woman's stomach? Not until I have Eddie confirm what he wants to do. Because mm. Seer's kind of like looking at him holding this child. Yeah, you hear two screams. It's uh, Eddie looking down at the uh, the baby in his arms, like a very foreign feeling, that, uh, but kind of looks over to Seer. Little dude, mind if I like leave the room a bit? I kind of want to talk to Eddie and like there's a lot of voices in here, you know? Can I pick up on, because I noticed Eddie acted sad when I mentioned that this lady died. Can I pick up any, like, I don't know, feelings that he's having towards this body that he knows that he killed, but we don't? Well, Eddie? I mean, I guess that would be an insight question mark? Nope. Yeah, 10, so. No, 10. I'm sorry. It's like, uh, I would say that, like, uh, at least with respect to that particular uh, moment, uh, Eddie seems to be like a genuinely uh, surprised and saddened by the information. Yep. But I think with that, Eddie, uh, with the child, just uh, walks out of the room and like uh, and moves away, mm. <laughs> and presumably Smoky Eddie following alongside. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now we could focus on Eddie, but just to make sure no one's interacting with the woman. Well, he he did give a response, so. Seer is the one that's going to interact with the woman. No fear. I also, because like I said earlier, I'm very concerned by this thing keeps reforming. So I'm kind of prepared to act if something bad happens type of thing. Oh, wait, out of curiosity, Gray, you said that that thing was alive, but that healing spirit was going on nonstop. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. I think it was already dead before we got there. Yeah, just like always. John can always see through me, but uh, yes. I have a camera in his room. Yeah, apparently, yes. But uh, just to emphasize that the child's been dead for a while. Um, but yes, the woman. How do you interact with her? She has an open stomach. She has black slime inside of her womb. There is also a new development with the woman herself. Uh, looking at her body, looking at her. You see her eyes blinking ever so slowly. Uh you're you're not making her come back to life. Oh no. Oh, okay, so but yeah, Sierra's gonna look and then look to Atticus and being like, You're more used to the macabre. Will you please proceed to put back her stuff in her body after you collect a sample <laughs> for me? Her stuff. <laughs> sure. And Aluya. Will you join me? So about the the burning of this, and he kind of does a circle around her. Is that a yes or a no? Or Did you collect a sample yet? I meant after the sampling. I plan to eliminate it. Okay. Mm. So here, I'll get a sample if I can. You hear the crying of a baby within the stomach. You try to collect the sample, but it seems like the slime 
is all a part of one thing. Reminder, there is a healing spirit currently active, so is the slime reacting to that? Are you actively healing this thing? Um, is it fighting back against me collecting a sample of it? <laughs> <laughs> it's screaming out in pain with the healing spirit that is above it, and you hear the sizzling of the creature. I would then eventually tell Atticus to be like, if you can't, I would pull it out if you can't get a sample. Uh, I'm going to try to get a sample from it now that it's learned its lesson. <laughs> uh, you, Unless you actively try to cut off a piece from it, um, it is of a whole. It is one thing. I mean, what if I yank on it really hard? You can. Um, I'm going to... Give me one second. Don't be scared. Pull it out. How good's your pull-out game, buddy? <laughs> Just ask my children. <laughs> I'm going to grab one of my arrows, and as I'm pulling, I'm just going to kind of slice at it, too. You hear a deafening scream of pain, and followed by crying. Yeah, grab it out of sample. Now, is the crying just a sound, or is, like, something crying? Like, the lady, the slime monster, the... The slime is crying. Oh, okay. Um... Pull it out, Atticus. Let's take a look. Uh, I've kind of like hold it as like, uh, where do you want me to put this? Olia, open your arms. <laughs> You're going to say open your mouth. Uh, no. I don't wish to touch it, so I'm going to get like lots of cloth or towels or rags and just hold out my arms. Yeah. From uh, the woman, you see like a black slime dripping from her fingertips onto the ground. I'm going to healing spirit that. <laughs> yeah, and it sizzles, disappears. Alright, um, so I'm going to grab all our bits and throw it back in the hole. Okay, so did you, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if we missed a step or anything. You did not grab out whatever is inside, you were just putting it all back? No, so like I pulled the thing, the slimy stuff out, cut it off, gave it to Aluya. But all the bits that I pulled out during the surgery, I'm putting those back in. Just just to clarify, when you cut off a bit, it was a small bit of the hole. If you want to grab out the entire thing, I can animate what it looks like. But if you just want to leave in the entire mess, you can. Because the way I'm imagining this is that you just took off a small piece from it. No, I tried to pull it out and like whatever it's connected to, because you said it's struggling, I'm cutting that. Like... Okay. If that makes I, sense. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just missed a step somewhere in there. So let's take a couple steps back before moving forward. So as you grab this thing out of the body, it is a perfect image of the baby that was just born in the form of a slime. And it is crying. Oh, now I know what it is. Now it took me a second to realize it. It is crying and crying. Go ahead, Atticus, and healing spirit it, the body. I'm going to be looking at this thing right now. Sorry, yeah. Luya, for making you have to hold something you're not familiar with. Yeah, you see half of his body is burnt away from the healing of uh, the healing spirit. Am I holding a hard-looking baby in my hands? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't worry, I missed out a little bit too. So we see Atticus grab it out is a pitch black baby of slime. Oh yeah. He's kind of got like a 
wide-eyed stare. She's not really hearing Seer at the moment. She's just staring at the starred baby thing crying in her arms. Mm. Basically, you're going to see Seer approach you and then with that hesitation, just kind of put her hand by the child's face. Mm-hmm. And it is strange. Are you checking for a temperature? Uh, explain to me what you're doing. Just like checking for temperature, checking it's okay, but confirming what Seer thinks it might be. Yeah. Um, it is exactly how slime would feel. It doesn't have much warmth. It is crying. And it might be exactly what you think it might be. That's even a sadder fate. Aluya, shall I tell you the tale about how my people are created? Uh, yes, um, um, can, can I put it, can I put it down? You could hand it to me. And, well, we'll have to experiment with the one below, but I assume that to fix this child, we'll need to use the thing the opposite of healing. And that would be necrotic. But they're okay. They'll be okay for a little bit. Kind of does the bouncy thing with the weird slime thing. Mm, it jiggles. It jiggles a lot. Aluia and Atticus. Genasis are born in all sorts of ways. But what makes it sad for some Genasis to be born is that there is no age for them to be born at. It is when they simply are just existing. For example, I was born like this. I didn't really have what you would say a childhood. Nor did I have memories of myself being small. I just simply was like this before. What you look upon is a rare occurrence for many mortals to see, and that is a rebirth of a child of, that has died and become two things. One, they became an undead. Now, the undead is simply beckoned by the direction of its creator, but this thing here is what you would call a genasi. Now, it always happens like this, and this is a rare occurrence. Most of the time, before this genasi can appear, the undead walk away, and then the genasi appears. So this is a rare occurrence where we got to see both. This is a genasi child. I don't know of which. I know they are not of my kin, but maybe another. Maybe one full of water, or some form of thing. They are born when the Watchers bring them back from their chaotic torrents, which I would assume to be this land, the city's strange properties. And when they die from this chaotic torrent, two things are born. The first one you saw was the Graveborn, and this one. And what makes it rather sad is that this one actually might be the one closest to the child in the Graveborn. This one might be the one that will grow and become big and actually become a person. I do not think the Graveborn will. So, my heart, oh my heart, it hurts so much now that I think about that we just harmed an innocent child with our caution. I don't want you to feel bad, Atticus. I already know you don't. But... <laughs> Yeah, Aluya is not taking this information well. Uh, so she has to step out. <laughs> but at least you heard the whole thing. But that she'll let you walk out and then look at Atticus as she kind of like, you know, holds this baby and goes like, Atticus, you do see like kind of a, a pang of, of guilt. Like Atticus pretends not to care about these things and says that he doesn't care about the dead and all that stuff. But you can see that he does, deep down, actually do care a bit. And 
but then quickly hides it again. <laughs> Do not blame yourself for this. We didn't know, but that does make the situation even more dire. For there might be more of my kin that are creating this situation to occur, even if it costs numerous lives. Well, I wasn't going to do this. I was going to find another way, but it's like I'm going to have to kill my cousin. <laughs> As we all do. You might have to, because describe your cousin. Did he look similar to this child? He was slimier than the uh, typical Exultria, but they all are a little bit slimy, if you know what I mean. Well, the reason why I mention this is because your original cousin might have died. Well, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> but I just say this is just because, well, we could do something well for this child. We can experiment with the slime below and see what will fix the slime, because it seems like it grows off of something. Uh, if it is from my cousin and from my experience with feeding the slime in this area is... Uh, Joy. That uh, begs the questions here. Are you happy? No, because sadly, this is like a really depressing moment. This sucks. Like we, not only that, we we injured not only well, not only did we find an undead baby, we just injured the other baby, which is actually the live baby. <laughs> and that's why everybody's like, "Fuck, we just hurt, we hurt a child." <laughs> and this child has a living parent, so it's not an orphan. <laughs> That's what makes it sad. It's a half-orphan. Uh, a whorphan, if you will. <laughs> it goes down to the orphanage. But I do think we could have some fun experimenting with the one below. So, just to put everything back into the picture, um, the woman that's laying down, what do you do with her? I would ask Atticus to close her up, and then we would have to... Do like a Viking funeral where we burn her on a pyre? I mean, I don't, I don't know if we want to do a Viking burial right now. We should wait till like her boyfriend's back. Yeah, because at the moment she is blinking. She looks like she's alive, but I do that thing where I like try to close her eyes, you know, to respect the dead, and then they just like open up again and then again. Yeah. Um, she might also be in a similar spot, but I'm not sure. That's why I was gonna say if you could close her up and just. Leave her be, we could see if it gets worse and worse. I could handle what is going on with the slime here. You're not the only that can cast words of miracles. Well, I, you had mentioned necrotic might help out. We could try necrotic, but as far as I know, the one that can do it without issues sadly left the room. I feel well, bad. Well, that might not be true. I mean, I have certain techniques... Let me get Rascal to collect a sample, and then you do your trick. Rascal, collect. And then Rascal will just fly off over to the thing. Collect any of the black slime that might be gooping out. Yeah, just to clarify again, like, the slime keeps dripping from her fingertip as well, but it keeps getting destroyed by the necrotic, uh, or not the necrotic, uh, the healing spirit. So you are not without, like, uh, ample choices with uh, where to collect the sample. Correct, but I just need a little bit so that if Atticus yep. tries their thing, then they could we could see. Hmm. Hey, collect a little bit, and uh, I, I want to imagine it's in a vial. And like uh, once you have it in a vial, like the slime forms into an eyeball. Ew. Yep. 
Ew. It's just, it's people, it's shivering. Don't tell me the mom's the slime. Hmm? What was that? Uh, I didn't hear you. No. So, you guys collect Aww. the sample. Um, but yes, the healing spirit stops, and we hear the plink of uh, black slime onto the floor. I mean, at the very least, healing, chilling touch won't necessarily restore hit points, but if it doesn't damage it at all, then what we the know. What the fuck's the point? <laughs> well, because then we know that it necrotic Okay. Yeah. At least doesn't hurt it, or will you know potentially cure it? It won't kill it. Experiment. So your experiment here is dealing necrotic damage and hoping it doesn't kill it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, a hell of an experiment. (laughs) I mean, I don't apply hope to experiments because Atticus may not necessarily be hoping it doesn't kill it. (laughs) All right. But what else are you guys doing? because I kind of want to shift focus to Luya and Mega. I'm going to push a bowl under where the drop dripping is and see how much it collects, because I have a theory that it might be the mom. Mm-hmm. And that we were just tormenting the mom. But the uh, thing is, like, uh, we don't know! So we'll, we'll let her collect herself. Okay. <laughs> Let's let her collect herself. Alright. So does the chill touch kill our little sample? So you're casting chill touch, Atticus? Yeah. Uh, no, it does nothing. Does it have disadvantage on attack rolls against me? <laughs> oh. You can well, throw the gonna... vial into the bowl. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you're going to have to fight it to find out. I start punching the vial. <laughs> uh, yeah. I only no. have so many of those. No, I, I <laughs> Not the precious vial. But yes, you. if you want to, you can put the sample at the rest. Uh, you guys do you. Guys do you. So, uh Let's work our way up to Mega. Aluya, give me your headspace. What is Aluya doing? Uh, he's currently going through the motions of a panic attack. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing this burnt, sludgy, black baby uh, in her arms, uh, it unsettles her that we have injured a child, an infant, uh, and her heart rate begins to quicken and she just needs to get out and just be away from everyone and it just kind of hits her where she's smelling it she's smelling she's smelling them Mm. and she's catching glimpses of them all and their faces and their pain Mm -hmm. and it's all happening so fast and she's finding it harder to catch her breath and it's just kind of building up inside her Mm -hmm. and she starts to spark and she's finding it hard to get a grip of herself Mm. you will try to make her way outside in case she kind of sets off but she can't can't calm down so where are you in this building where were we we were with the baby right yep and that's on the second floor all right yeah so i try to make my way out outside Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. you open up the door to go outside and at first, you don't believe your eyes. No, no, it can't be. No, you open up the door and you see someone behind it waiting. You see soil falling from their clothes onto the ground. Ebony skin and pure blue eyes without pupils. Mega! Oh, gosh. What have you been up to? Well, I think at least with respect to what uh, Eddie did when he left the room, was uh, largely just carrying this, albeit 
still crying baby along with Eddie to a, I guess, a different part of the house just so he can go someplace quieter. Mm. Okay. I'll say you're in some room, possibly on the first floor, in, a, in some room in this estate. Paint the picture. Yeah, Eddie more than likely has just, like, uh, taken a seat somewhere and is uh, looking down at this as they've uh, kind of uh, pre-established a curious existence of a baby to a certain degree, kind of like looking at it with, I guess, fascination Mm. and also a a mix of like fascination and contemplation, I guess. And I imagine that uh, that Eddie is just like uh, floating around him all the while. Mm -hmm. uh, Then kind of just like looks over at Eddie and says like, there's, like, nothing we can do for him, is it? And you see Smokey Eddie. And again, uh, how did you visualize him? Because I always visualize him as, like, uh, a reflection of yourself, like a shadow made form. Like, a, like the... I imagine that his form kind of, like, wanders between anywhere between that mm-hmm. and just being a bit of smoke. It's just, like, kind of like a whim of the... Yeah. Well, I'm going to say just... As we go on, uh, whenever I try to roleplay him, it's going to be a shadowy form of you just to make it easier for me to convey emotion. No worries. <laughs> it's like, a, so, that's why I said it's like it wanders yeah. anywhere between. So like whichever is like the more convenient form for Eddie in the moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, we see his form and he traces his finger across like maybe the forehead of the baby. And you see him thinking for a moment then he shakes his head uh that's a real bummer you know and i've like no idea what straight rat's gonna think should he even know this like this like hurts eddie ox's head i i don't think i've ever felt this before feels like i don't know i guess it's kind of like like a dagger but like but here though and like with one of his free arms just like hovers it over his chest do people hurt like this all the time? He doesn't respond with a nod or a shake of the head. He just stands there staring back at you, gauging you. I just, I just wish I knew what I should do. I guess I don't really know, like, then pauses. Nah, Seer said that they're going to waste away, didn't they? Nods his head. Street Rat can't see that. He's my bra. <laughs> then... Eddie kind of like, uh, his face kind of like, uh, turns neutral moment before like, uh, getting up from his seat and, uh, setting down the baby. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't look at it, bro. And I think at that, like, Eddie appears as smoke around the child, not touching the child, but literally making it so you can't see the child. I just... I just want it all to go away. I, I, I need to breathe. And I think Eddie just like uh, makes his way out of the room. Mm. I think Eddie, the Echo Knight, lingers in the room. Mm. Aluya, yep. Atticus, or not? Sorry, not Aluya. I meant to say Seer and Atticus. What are you guys doing at this moment? I am waiting. Waiting, you say? As I bounce this jelly baby on my knee. <laughs> I think it kind of giggles, even though it's missing an arm. I'm putting the corpse back together. 
Mm-hmm. Or corpse in quotations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you're putting together this woman, you see in the bowl, it's starting to flood out. And you see, like, the impressions of a face and shoulder and bare chest as a woman begins to form. But much like the child, there's a fair amount of her missing. Like her toes, um, knees and toes? Yeah. Unlike the child, you think uh, this newly born or being born uh, Janasi might not even survive its rebirth with the amount of damage it took. I might then tell Atticus being like, I know Leah might not be in the right state of mind, but I might ask her kindly to come over because you could tell her that she possibly has the ability to give life in this situation right here. Yes, um, I mean, we have to do something. Make haste then. I'll just make sure that she doesn't splatter over there, or there, or over there. She's already splattered here. I will fix that. And I'll go to find Aluya post-haste. Mm, yeah. Atticus, you, you're on the second floor. And as you're walking around, paint the scene as you see Aluya uh, opening the door. Aluya, we need your help. And the moment you say that, she opens the door. She's taken aback, and your eyes train on this figure as well, as you see the risen corpse of the bhikkhu that you guys found in an open grave, its neck still serrated, and his head lopsided, like it's almost ready to fall off. I need to ask, Aluya, what's your first reaction? Uh, how far is Atticus from me? For now, let's say a good six... uh... Give it 45. 45 feet. That's a weird number. And this guy is right in front of me? Yep. Right in front of you. Okay, let's see. Um, <laughs> Do you, like, give him a hug? Just full-on embrace. Um, No, I am going to... Sure. In my panic state, um, thunderstep. Thunderstep, really? Yep. To where? Behind Atticus. Like, not, like, 20 feet behind Atticus. What's the damage on that? Uh, 3d10. Yeah. Uh, with the, uh, wasn't there a save with that? There is. It's a constitution save. Yeah, you got 10. Roll damage. Explain how you kill it. Um, she, she doesn't notice she kills it. She just... She, she's panicking, dude. Mm. And then she sees this guy. It gets worse. She's gotta get away. She bolts. Yep. Uh, can you remind me how your thunder steps, uh, what they look like? Uh, kind of like, uh, like I got hit with like a bolt of lightning and you hear the booming sound of the thunder go and then I kind of just, a bolt lands me somewhere else. Mm, yeah, and you just see his body just, his head falls clean off from that, just the sound alone. And you see, like, the knees hit the ground and the body fall limp. Uh, she's just going to uh, crumble in a corner, wherever she is, to her knees. What's she feeling? Uh, she feels awful. She's scared. She got scared. Uh, she feels terrible. And she's just panicked. Atticus is going to grab her by the shoulder. As he does, you start 
to feel your fear subside. What did you do? I think it's best if you get away from me for for some time. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Thank you, Atticus. I she'll scurry back upstairs. Atticus is gonna kinda dig his nails into the into the side of the wall to kind of stop himself from following. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Atticus, as you stay there, you look towards the corpse. And it is let's see. Um, it's been, uh, two days since you, uh, seen the body, correct? <laughs> uh, I think so. You know how your timing works. I don't always follow. <laughs> yeah. It, it's slightly important. Um, so, yeah. We acquired uh, this body yesterday. Yeah. And it's been dead for a little bit. Um, so, with the body, it is slightly bloated. And you see, like, a lot of different fluids around the body. Not black slime, just a lot of different bodily fluids. Uh, if you had to hazard a guess if this has happened to him before, when he's killed himself, none of the bodies are able to walk or move like that one. So, so far you're safe. There's no graveborn versions of uh, the bhikkhu that's going to come and get you. But yes. Um, let's see, who should I shift the focus to? I'm thinking, uh, Mega, because, uh, you started walking out. Um, where is Mega going after that heartfelt moment with Eddie? Well, Mega is going to stay in his chair, uh, but, um, but Eddie, I think after he's, uh, walked some distance, And you uh, hear a boom from, uh, that thunderstep. Yeah, just like, yeah, like, yeah, like, walking out into the hallway kind of stops for a moment almost forgets what he was doing, and then hears a sudden boom. Just like, man, this house is really noisy today. <laughs> but he's going to start walking in direction where he think he heard the booming sound. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Atticus should still be there on uh, the upper floor. While the corpse of the Obiku is on the ground in front of you. Dude, what happened? Um, we had a guest and Aluya blew him up. <laughs> Atticus has now composed himself, so back to his nonchalant type of attitude. Mm-hmm. Just like Cox has said, when did it get inside? Um, just a moment ago. Uh, she opened the door, and then boom. Wow, they must have been like, really quiet. Oh wait, no, never mind. <laughs> but I should check on Juliet, I guess, make sure the new version of him hasn't done anything with this. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be going to the basement then? Yeah, just, I mean, no one's checked on him while Juliet's there, but mm-hmm. it's good for one of us to check on him, I guess. Yeah. You go down there, and everything is hunky-dory. Nothing seems out of place. You still have the unconscious uh, Samuel, and you have the Biku just staring at you. Your body paid us a visit. Is that right? It was exploded. Ah, of course. How old does the Ibiku look like now? Um, it seems like uh, his aging has slowed down at the moment, but it will never be a regular person's pace. So at the moment, um, I believe uh, has two days passed so far. 
Or was this uh I mean he, technically since he was born, born, yes. Yeah, he was born last night. So he'd still be uh, a young adult. But yeah, his tongue is still out and he still has trouble speaking. He's a young adult, so under thirty, right? Yeah, hundred thirty. <laughs> is that the only thing that came? Um the only thing I care to tell you about. Ah, just gives you a smile and like is open it's not even toothy smile like you see like his tongue waggling a little bit and there's still like small black tendrils that come out hmm quite and then i'll just leave mm. all right with that uh let's shift the focus at uh sierra and luya uh what are you girls doing oh i'm coming back in uh i'm sorry i left in such a rush do not worry it might be strange for me to say this but you know, my emotions have been a little bit muddled, as I told you before. And it's normal for people to react like this. For me, I'm not surprised. I've seen a lot worse. I could tell you that story a long time, but let's fix priorities. Well, hold on. I, While I was making my way out to try and get some fresh air, uh, the dead uh, Abiku man appeared. I mean, I, I sort of blew him up on accident I, I it just it was a panic I just kind of moved away really fast um he is no more but he did show up uh, oh, is so you said. made that noise <laughs> as Eddie has now like bait wandered his way in <laughs> well I could tell you one thing I will investigate that later after I fix that man's leg a little bit more but that's good to know there might be some more forces at hand for right now, Luyat, do you want to save a life? Somebody needs help? E- yes. Points to the bowl of goo. Do you mind if you throw... I think you did something that did some form of necrotic. It sounded like bells. Was Am I wrong? I... What's that? I do not... I am unable to do that. Above table. I thought you did cast Hole of the Dead. No. Not I, I did chill touch when we were on the island. Ah, uh, maybe that... I mean, the good news, too, is they're a sorcerer, so they could transmute their spells into other things. Uh, can it be necrotic damage? Is that an option for me? No? I'll tell you guys above table, there's still somebody who can do this. You just haven't asked them yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Eldritch Blast. Gray, can you uh, do some well, necrotic magic <laughs> on this guy for Black us? magic? Well, if someone sacrifices a chicken, cuts off the head, and prays to me, I'll do it. What about uh, a noble? Uh, it's not a chicken. They want chicken. Not a not a chicken, just coward. There you go. But yeah, then Seer, I, okay, I'll reiterate and be like, if you know any way of casting necrotic, I'll rephrase it like that, that might be able to help this possible woman here. Do any of you have it? I do not. I do not. I'm so sorry. Wait, uh, actually, above table... On the woman or on the blob? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Prioritizing the woman, though. Okay. In which case, okay, back into the table for a second. Like, I can, but like, what are we doing it on exactly? Um, sadly, I think the woman is actually alive, just in another form, in that puddle over there. But I don't think she's going to live, since I didn't expect we were dealing with Genasis, which means due to us healing the body over and over we crippled the body over and over well i i think at this uh i think he would at least uh yeah well, like 
Eddie told me that she's not there. You're correct. Her soul is not the same, but that is her. It might be a Genasi version of herself where she has no memories. She might have a little here and there, but ultimately her new form is her new identity. She might not recognize her past. She might not recognize who we are. She might not even recognize her own lover, but they are there. Well, little bruh, if you know what you're doing, then I guess I can help with that. And I guess Eddie is going to walk over to the woman's body and, uh... She's a pile of goo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, well, like, so, like, almost as if on cue, like, uh, Eddie, like, uh, reappears around Eddie. And, uh, it's like, uh, and the Eddie begins to encircle her body as Eddie casts, uh, Hex. Nice. And then he is just, Eddie is going to take his hand on the body and just repeatedly squeeze it. <laughs> Mechanically speaking, I am performing a series of unarmed strikes that all do zero damage, but each one of them will deal necrotic damage of a d6. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I like that. I love that. Uh, what, what was the name of that uh, uh, movie with Patrick Swayze as a ghost? Is it just called Ghost? Because I imagine that scene where you're just molding this woman. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, let's go with that. It's like as the as the body is being enveloped by Eddie's smoke, it's like uh, the form begins to reconstitute itself as it continuously gets air quote healed. <laughs> yeah. So as you bring her up, inform her. You you see that. She begins to sludge away again. It's like she has trouble keeping her form, but she is healed. She's there. Uh, like, I guess that's the most I can do for her for now. I think you said that she might not remember, right? I know that she won't remember most things, for that is the rebirth of a Genasi. They'll remember bits and pieces, possibly. It depends. Not all Genasis are lucky to remember. Some Genasis forever forget. Unlike me, though, where it might be, it's based off how strong a passion is or how strong someone's desire is. So if they have a strong desire, they might remember those more. <laughs> I'm sorry, just imagining like uh, the street rat coming back and you guys trying to explain what the fuck happened here. <laughs> so, like, uh, so to be clear, like there's still like the the mother's body, and then there's still this other thing off in the corner. <laughs> yeah. So like, then what's that over there? Where do you point again? At the the blob baby. <laughs> I that guess. is the death dead child that was in your arms, the graveborn. It is also a genasi. The you what? walked out before I could have explained it. Sorry, my brother. What? The baby is a genasi. No, like the part before that. The Graveborn. Yeah, what's that? That is an undead being that is resurrected like normally, but instead of growing, they decay. Did you not explain to him before what the baby was? Like, I we were I, all here, right? I did explain that, I think. Am I wrong? Eddie kind of blinks for a moment. Like, where is it? Oh, shit, where is it? <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> um... You you took the baby. Eddie kind of like turns his head, blinks at Aluya. I don't know what you're talking about, my dude. I've never held a baby before. Eddie, that is not funny. 
You took the baby. I what? Took the like, baby. Dudettes, I have baby? no idea what you guys are talking about. I hate to be cruel, Luia, but I could definitely tell you one thing that that baby might not be high priority due to it not needing to eat or sleep. It's sort of alive, yes, and it could still grow, possibly. I am aware. Well, actually, I'm not sure about that second part, but <laughs> we can find the baby. Eddie, do you remember where you walked off to? Uh, Eddie kind of like looks over to Eddie. Hey, Eddie, can you do me a favor? You know where I was, right? Shakes his head. Oh, I think I, I heard the boom. I think I was. I think I was on the first floor. We'll have to investigate that. Maluya, do you want me to send... Rascal with you to take a look? Yes, please. I will have Eddie remain with me since they could also aid the baby. Mm, all right. Okay. We're going we're gonna to be finishing up soon, but I kind of want to get to this. Um, Mega, I kind of want to leave this in your hands. Do you mind painting the picture a bit for Aluya? You mean like as she's just like looking yeah. around? or? Yes. As I search around, do I get to where the point where I need to be? Honestly, I think this would be... Uh, a situation where because like I don't even really know where she's searching <laughs> is she just like searching everywhere <laughs> I mean if you think you went downstairs that's where I would have gone first yeah so everywhere it looks like yeah uh would it be fair that she would probably need to make a perception check of some sort yeah I could see that if not investigation okay with disadvantage I know I know don't need to remind <laughs> unless, me <laughs> unless the humunculus is somehow aiding you as I can see. The homunculus can. In okay, fact, can. I could yeah, have so. the homunculus even just do a perception check on its own. Yeah, I had it. For, uh, Nine and my, 14. Yeah. Neither one's really that good. Uh, let me see the homunculus then. All right, homunculus, don't embarrass me now. Oh, it will. It's the same as Aluya's. I mean, for what it's worth, Aluya, you didn't do your magic spell yet. <laughs> oh, okay, I mean... Would guidance help me? Um, sorry, hang on. I clicked on a D8. 14? I, I think that would be a situation where, like, uh, you might smell burning. Oh, no, not again. Mm -hmm. I will try to locate where the smell is coming from. But, like, yeah, and with, uh, as you're, like, looking around, like, eventually, like, you find your way into a room. And you, like, you're following, like, the smell of the burning... And you don't see a baby, but somewhat lopsided precariously over uh, over a chair, there does seem to be the remnants of scattered ashes darkening the seat and the floor below. Aluya is just understanding the situation is just going to uh, she's going to kneel and she will say a prayer for this baby. Let's finish off on the prayer then. Do it on the spot. Come on. Hear my words. Please take this child to your arms and protect it. Give it the life that it could not. And she will just bow. And we cut to black. Good session.
This has been House Common Blood, the intro and outro music by Savic Oh My Doll. Any music and sound effects used in the episode are royalty free. Credits can be found in the episode description. Please review us on whatever podcast listening app you happen to be vibing on. And if you like us, tell other people. Word of mouth is the best way for us to grow. Thank you for joining us. Man, that was a real trip.